Hi, my name is Dr. Patricia Morogami. Welcome to your next best self. I know you might be wondering, who's this Dr. Patricia Morogami? Well, I'm a leadership catalyst, a leadership coach, an educator on matters to do with life, leadership, love, and legacy. And I hope that as you start to listen in and practice some of the leadership insights we'll be sharing here, you'll begin to see your next best self. Welcome back to your next best self podcast with me, Dr. Patricia Morogami. I hope that you've continued to enjoy each and every episode that we have shared so far of the women in business who continue to break through the crisis during this unprecedented time. Today, I have the joy and honor of interviewing and having an authentic conversation with someone who I consider our mentor of mentors in a platform where we continue to lift each other as women in business. Today, my conversation is with Wamboi Njora, CEO and founder, Extra Dimensions Company Limited. You know, when I think about Wamboi and the kind of things she's done, I always wonder how many lives does she have? Looking at her profile, she's not only a mother of four daughters and two grandchildren, and I dare say you wouldn't even realize that by seeing her, but she also runs this conglomerate, Extra Dimensions, which spans across different sectors, telecommunications, infrastructure, renewable energy, events management, branded promotions, and ICT. So when you think about Extra Dimensions, the word actually encapsulates the fact that she's going beyond the first spaces that she entered and she will share with us when she founded Extra Dimensions. In addition to that, she's also a board member and one of the notable boards that she serves on is the Global Compact Network Kenya, in addition to several other boards. I must mention that she's also a chief mentor of mentors and coordinator of the Safaricom Supplier Women in Business Mentorship Initiative, where she's constantly finding ways to check in on all of us, and we are not few, and to find ways in which we can continue to grow during this crisis. When I thought about interviewing our next guest, I felt that Wamboy is the right person for us to have this conversation with because she has found ways to break through the crisis in ways that I know each of you who are listening will find a lot of richness, lessons, and authentic wisdom that she will be sharing with us. Wamboy Njora, welcome to this podcast. Thank you, Dr. Patricia. It's certainly a pleasure gracing this um, podcast. Um, I know we have a lot to talk about. So mine is just to appreciate you and the work that you're doing to continue elevating women all over Kenya and in Africa so that uh, we can continue holding each other strong, uh, moving forward. Because at this time, that is what is important, just moving forward. Thank you. Omboi, thank you so much um, for, for those warm compliments. And you know, as I was introducing you, I remember one time you shared with us that one of your grandchildren has launched a YouTube um, video uh, channel on learning Kiswahili. So maybe it's important, and I think it really is, that you tell us who is Wamboi in her own words. Well, uh, thank you, uh, Dr. Patricia. Um, one boy is a mother of four, as you said, and a grandmother to two. Uh, I have one boy, 
uh, Jora, who is named after me. She's six years old. Ari is now two years old. And, you know, just a fantastic family, the joy of my life. But as I continue uh, leading my company, Extra Dimensions, I also have a very, very big responsibility of bringing up uh, four wonderful children, girls who are now all over 20 years old. So that means the responsibility of just guiding them to start looking at where they would want to go, what do they want to be, maybe in another 10 years, uh, is certainly a daunting task because they are the time of their lives where they feel this is the time they should be having their time of their life. But uh, with COVID, uh, for me, it's quite a blessing because they are at home, we get to talk. Um, and a few uh, minutes ago, I had shared with you that um, they now come to the office every day, every morning. They report to the office. They do their work. They have their uh, online classes in the office. And then they get to see what it is that uh, we are doing in the office. They get to know the, the, uh, the, the people who work in the office. They get to interact with them. Uh, so it has been a fantastic experience just uh, being the mother, being a mentor to them, a person they look up to is, 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 is very, very important for me because um, they lost their father 10 years ago. So uh, I think my last born at that time was six years old. So from that time, I have brought them up, uh, you know, by myself and with God at my side. Uh, it has not been easy. It has been a very, very uh, long journey. Uh, but however... I don't know whether because they are girls, I don't know, but they do listen. And uh, when they listen to the advice that I give, I also listen to them. They have their own uh, ideas. And with that combined, we have found our way. We have swam around and we found our way and we have adjusted um, to just um, make sure that we see each other through any any time, any period or difficulty that we are we are going through. So for that, I'm really, really grateful. They have been my support system, uh, fantastic uh, girls. My grandchildren um, are the joy of my life. I really never knew that, um, you know, I used to look at my mother and uh, my children. I would wonder, what is this natural love that nobody can explain? Now I get to experience that. Thank you so much, Wamboy, for taking us right in to seeing your life full circle. And, and um, may your husband's soul rest in peace. And the fact that you've emphasized the power of family, the power of a mother, the fact that your daughters are not only being mentored by you, but that are they are reverse mentors to you, and that you have the humility to learn from them and to mold them, even during this pandemic season, such that they constantly look at you as an anchor really um, uplifts me, uplifts me and encourages me. And I know it will encourage very many other people because looking at the kind of achievements that you have achieved with extra dimensions being 20 years old this year and the fact that you started it as an events business and you did a number of incredible things amongst them the promulgation of the Constitution of Kenya, inauguration of South Sudan, 
the fact that you've actually been supportive to a lot of banks across Africa and other organizations. But I find one of the things that's really, really important is the fact that in addition to that, you found a purpose around the SDGs and has you've anchored the growth of your business around the sustainable development goals. But I must ask you, 20 years ago, what made you start Extra Dimensions? Well, uh, Dr. Patricia, it was just by chance. And I think I've always um, put it down to God's blessing because um, it was not something that I sat down and I had a fantastic business plan that this is what I was going to do. I actually just stumbled upon (laughs) uh, the events uh, industry. Uh, My elder sister, uh, Betty, Uh, was uh, in a partnership with another lady and they had started an events company and it was going well. She was uh, working. Her partner is the one who was looking after the business. And then um, at some point things were not working very well because the partner started falling ill. And then um, my sister couldn't, you know, uh, run the business while she was still uh, at work. So right at that time, when their business had just started, you know, going down, I was working in a bank that had just been taken over by Central Bank. So I lost quite a bit. And then I just started beginning to think, I mean, is this my future? What am I doing here? So in that period, um, then my sister calls me and tells me, I have an event. I don't have anybody to supervise. Would you create some time? Because when you are retained by central bank, you don't work uh, the whole day. Uh, they tell you when to, to report to work. So I had some free time. So obviously I told her, yes, sure. I'll, I'll. But what do I do? I know nothing about um, events. So she says, no, no, I just know you have an eye uh, for detail. I just need you there to make sure that the client is okay. Uh, so we met with her team on the ground. It was a, a school. I think they had like a graduation or something. That was the year 2000. And there I went and um, her team knew what they were doing, but there were certain things that were not very um, um, neat uh, when I looked at them. So I just started telling them, no, you know, these tents need to be aligned, you know, and just showing them what my opinion was. And after that event was done, the, the, her client was very happy. So the next time when she called again, it was the same client. And now they had asked for me in particular that they wanted me to be there. And it so happened, I was still, you know, with the bank, working under Central Bank. And uh, we did the second event. The client was very happy. When we now finished, when my sister got a third order, she just said, okay, what you do, just take over this thing. I really don't even have time for it. So I said, but I also don't know what to do. I don't know anything. So she says, but you've already seen what they do and you just look like you are natural. Otherwise, the client would not be this happy. And anyway, as they say, um, (laughs) the rest is history. Uh, So I took over and now came the marketing part. At that time, uh, in the year 2000, there was no emails, there were no uh, WhatsApp, there were no even SMSs. You couldn't send photos on 
through your, your phone, you actually had to type out a letter of introduction and deliver it physically. So you can imagine how many places one had to visit. And then you can imagine after that even getting feedback. You had to go back there physically. So it was real hard work just to even land our first uh, jobs. And when I got my first job through Extra Dimensions, I was so elated. I decided this is what I'm going to pursue now. I met with the uh, central bank uh, officer who was in charge of the, of the bank project. And before I resigned, I just told him what my plans were. Because what I believe in is, even if it's a job, whatever you are doing in life, always end things properly. Be clear, give notice, support until you are able to exit properly. And that is what I did. And um, yeah, the rest is history. I now started walking around Nairobi with letters, delivering all over the place. The first client that we landed was KCB. They had just started sponsoring a rally. Uh, and I think they gave me a small, just a small job to do some, a table and I think one small tent. And we did it so well. And for 20 years, we have been at, um, at KCB. The next client I got through the, an agency, uh, through the Jinadine agency was Safaricom. And Safaricom, I, I remember it was a major event. It was when they were opening their, I think the HQ1, uh, with the then uh, former president, uh, uh, Kibaki. And we did a good job and, you know, we were immediately uh, pre-qualified directly with, with, with Safaricom, even if we had come through an agency. And we have also been at uh, Safaricom for 20 years. Um, so it, it, it has been a journey. It has been um, a wonderful journey for me and certainly with ups and downs. Um, but the most important thing that I value and what I try to tell anyone who has a business is just keep moving. Do not give up. It doesn't mean that uh, you will not go through uh, hardships. They are there for sure. But you can imagine supporting corporates like Safari Common Kate. Um, and it, it comes with a lot of um, uh, work that goes into it. And of course, experience. Uh, of knowing how to, you know, just handle uh, a client that is so important. So the name Extra Dimensions, I knew I, I did not want to be um, confined to, um, you know, a particular area. That is why even Extra Dimensions uh, was never Extra Dimensions Events uh, Company Limited. I knew from the beginning that I wanted to do more than, than just events when the time was right. And you can see, it has taken us 20 years to even diversify into other areas. And I think probably we can talk a little bit about that um, when, 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 when we get to that part. Mwamboi, that's such a humbling story. And I'm sure many people will listen to this and think, Wamboi started like that, then I can do it. 
I can do it. Thank you for being so vulnerable. I can, I could even picture you going round office to office with letters, you know, bagging in KCB and then Safaricom and the rest is history, as you said. But you see, there's power in small beginnings because nothing, nothing good starts big. It's got to start small and grow. So thank you for sharing that. Now the crisis has come. So 2020, leap year, looking forward to a lot of great things. And then COVID hits. So what has the crisis um, meant to you and your business? Um, well, let, let me just say, I think uh, with COVID, <laughs> many people have um, uh, forgotten that the economy was already bad. Even before COVID, um, for the people in business and the entrepreneurs, we all know that things were not uh, well. So actually for, for extra dimensions, we started thinking about looking at other areas of diversification. One, uh, because of the economic situation that was there in this country from 2015, 2016, things were not really uh, working out well for businesses. And of course, now with COVID, things now came to a standstill for most people. With COVID, our fantastic events division has completely stopped. We are not doing anything. We still have our teams. Uh, we've not sacked anybody, uh, but there is, there is absolutely, definitely a strain on that area. But because we had already started, you know, just looking at this, this the economy, what, how long is it going to take to come back to normal? It, it just converged and, and it was a fantastic blessing for us because at that time when we were still thinking, what else do we do? Safaricom then came up and decided we are really going to support women. This is what we want to do. Um, you know, even if you were in another category, if you showed capability in another category, they were going to support you. So immediately now when we got those opportunities at Safaricom, uh, we took advantage of the one that we had already, you know, remember it's, it's, it was a journey to even start, uh, you know, thinking of diversification because it meant um, you have to really invest uh, because, I mean, you just don't wake up and say you are diversifying. Um, when you're going to take advantage of opportunities at Safaricom, you have to show competency. You have to show that you have a team uh, that is capable. Where are, your, where, is, where are your equipment? Where are your assets? We want to see them. And they must actually belong to you. You must show that um, you know, if it is vehicles, they actually belong to extra dimensions. If it is machines, uh, so it, it was no, not not um, a simple journey. But luckily, we had already started the journey. So when the opportunities were were put on the table for women and all women, and in fact, even Safaricom advertised publicly on a public newspapers for all women in Kenya to take advantage. So it was not, it, there were not just opportunities for women who are already at Safaricom, but for women in Kenya. And um, so the first category where we showed competency was in uh, power uh, and renewable energy uh, sector. 
We had formed a very strong partnership with an external uh, manufacturer. And then that started our journey uh, for, you know, giving Safari Call solutions for the power that they were consuming. They wanted to save on cost. Um, they, want, they, they were also looking at how they would impact the environment by, you know, reducing their carbon emissions. Um, so from 2017, from 2017, when we were onboarded this year is when we got our contract for a solar project for 17 sites. So you can see, uh, you know, it has taken us almost four years um, to get a contract of this nature. So persistence um, has been, I think, what has driven us. And when it is clear for you where you are going, then you absolutely cannot give up halfway. So the other area um, that we also took advantage of is on the fiber. That one, I was actually, we were completely green, but because of the efforts at Safaricom to actually empower uh, women, we were onboarded by other main contractors from Safaricom to learn from them and, you know, and really to be told off. Sometimes you're making mistakes. This is what you should do. Um, I mean, and, and we said we will go through that to be able to now work directly with Safaricom. And that has happened at the later part of 2019 is when we were onboarded at the enterprise uh, business uh, site to, to, for, for FTT. Um, and that is still ongoing. And, and, and we continue to learn. We continue to, you know, um, improve on what we are doing. So the most important thing for me, I think, um, for this crisis is that it has really given us clarity of purpose and where we want to go. Because the fact that everything has stopped has meant that we have time to think, we have time to plan, we have time because I've just told my team, let us not look on the you know, negative. Because they're negative, if you sit down, <laughs> you will be overwhelmed. Why don't we just look at the positive side and say, okay, what is it that we can do at this moment? God says, <laughs> when you are overwhelmed, stay still, for I am there. So one of the other things, uh, Dr. Patricia, that I can tell you that um, has worked out well for us is even on the event side, now that nothing is happening, we have taken advantage of the time and have actually gone through all our assets. This is an exercise that we have been wanting to do for a long time. After 20 years, you can imagine the collection of assets that we have. So, so we have taken the time to just select and go through things. And I will tell you what has happened is that at the end of that exercise, we were able to give up two warehouses. So we are no longer paying rent on two warehouses because we separated everything. We are, you know, just disposing of items that are either obsolete, broken, or we don't need anymore. And now we have everything in one place because the warehouses were in different places. So we are able to now to, when things open up, we'll be able to, or operate optimally. Um, our items will no longer be mixed up with, you know, um, other unwanted items. 
um, you know, that because the exercise is finalized. And I think personally for me, it has happened. Patricia, you will not believe it. I decided I'm going back to school. I'll do, I'll take an online course. It's something that I have always wanted to do, but because of the fast-paced, um, you know, uh, business engagement, um, I was, I, I could not find the time. So I applied for an undergrad uh, degree at a university, St. York University. And when they saw my <laughs> application, they came back and they said, you absolutely cannot do undergrad. We are going to take you up to do an MBA because the experience that you have and the, the, the progress that you have shown within your business, you definitely have superseded <laughs> undergrad status. So you can imagine my surprise. I am now doing an MBA in uh, <laughs> business and uh, leadership management. So when I say that it is very, very important to look at the positive side of, of this um, uh, pandemic, it, it can be real for anyone. Look and see where, who, because people are there, ask for help, ask for uh, assistance. It is there. Our own government is doing a lot. Uh, we have corporates like Safaricom, KCB, and other banks who are really have fantastic programs to support businesses. Um, so, so that is what it has meant for us. Um, I think more than ever, we are really, really clear on where we are headed. No, Wamboy, your experience, you should have seen me clapping here. It's only that, you know, it can't be captured on sound around how you've turned a crisis into such an anchor. You shared with us how you've gone back to school, how you, over the last couple of years, three years or so, more clarity of purpose around power and fiber. I think there's a lot of power in the name, extra dimensions, broad enough to encapsulate anything that you want to do, and the power of being still. And so now I'm looking at um, you in the future. Yeah. Imagine Mamboi at 70, 60, and her next best self in those years. What advice? Would you give your older next best self, given the experiences you've been through? And I must say congratulations because the amount of work you've done, it is true. I was waiting for you to just say they must have upgraded your application to a master's. You have continued to show us in many ways how to grow. So what kind of advice would you give the older next best self on boy? Well, I think um, it is pretty simple. For me, the advice I would give myself in the future is uh, don't look back. Don't look back because you're not going that way. You're going forward. So look forward. And I think the other most important lesson that I would, you know, advise myself is keep looking for other frontiers. Just keep looking, just keep looking. And I keep telling, um, you know, the ladies that, you know, I, I do mentor and who have allowed uh, me to mentor them and to, you know, 
they have agreed to listen. As I also listen to them, I also get a lot from them is just look at any corporate that has succeeded like Safaricom. They are in everything, but they connect it back to the business. They are in everything. They are in agriculture. They are in uh, money, you know, mobile money. They're in almost every sector. So what I have learned and which going forward, this is the thing that I will try to always achieve is without overstretching yourself, what else can you do? Because I believe that, especially if you are in business, the principles of business are the same. Whether you are cutting grass, whether you are plating hair, whether you are doing makeup, whatever it is that you are doing, the principles are the same. The customer comes first. Make your customers happy. So that means the gift that we have even been given by our Almighty is that we are so unique that if you actually purpose, you can do anything. And you can do many things. Now with COVID, and this I keep on telling my team, what would we be doing if we had not diversified to do other things? And the lesson of do not put your, bas- your eggs in one basket rings so true. You have got to have different sources of income. If the one thing that you are doing does not work, then what happens? It can become very, very difficult. No matter how um, brave you are or committed or whatever, it can really be um, daunting. So um, that is what I would advise myself. That is such deep advice. Diversify. Don't look back. You're not going that way. Think about stretching yourself because we are already endowed. There's so many insights you've shared there, Wamboi. And now as I get to the point where I'm going to ask you about some books, before we get there, I want to ask you, how do you keep your energy so high? Because you know we're in this mentorship group uh, of women in business, over 30 of us, and you have made time, you have come to our businesses, you've talked to us, you've spoken to each and every one of us, finding ways, helping us see how to break through the crisis, helping us think about things differently. You've done it for all of us. How do you keep your energy going so that you actually can do it for us, but you also have that energy to then refocus into your business and your family? I think I think uh, for that, Patricia, will, it's not anything that I am personally doing. I think um, it's just recognizing my gift. That is my gift. I, I actually um, don't easily give up on anyone. Even my team here in the office, they will all tell you, I will forgive and forgive and always look for the best in a person unless now <laughs> uh, something is, is, is totally, you know, amiss. But it's not a job for me. It's not something that I feel burdened to do. I can actually follow up somebody until I make sure there is a a solution. 
Because what I strongly believe is that we are here on this earth. The solutions are here. Somebody has it somewhere. I will try and look for opportunities for other people because um, if I'm not interested probably in uh, uh, interior decor, there's, a, there's another woman who has that business and can benefit. So what is the point of me knowing and having a good um, network of, of people that I can call if I do not, you know, um, make it work for someone, even if it is not me? When that other person, you know, um, benefit, I think for me, it really makes me happy. I'm happy to see people uh, progressing. I'm happy to see people, uh, you know, just listening to the different types of uh, ideas that they have. And that is my gift. It just comes naturally to me. So I think I would say that is what my gift is, I, I believe. That's fascinating about recognizing and using your gift to lift others. And so, Amboy, as we get to the final end of this particular episode, I want to share with you some ideas around books. I love to read, and I know that you're also reading both in your MBA and other areas. And there are three books that have had a really big impact on me. And so this part is where we're going to talk about life wisdom and book wisdom. And so one of the first books that I read, even as the year was starting, is called The One Word. So if I were to ask you, what's your one word for this year? I would say without hesitating, my one word is clarity. Wonderful. Yeah, it's, it's just clear for me what at this point in my life I need to do and where I'm going. And you know, you are so in tandem with some of the things we say in Breakthrough because we believe that only when you have clarity of purpose can you have courage to pursue that purpose. So well done on choosing such a powerful word. So because of you being in so many diverse sectors and uh, originals by Adam Grant, how do you keep your authentic originality? Wow. <laughs> I think uh, for me, I have always been true to myself, to work by what is the truth for myself. I have tried never to misrepresent myself. It is what it is. I am like this so it's either we are moving forward or we are calling it quits and 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 also just recognizing that i may own this business but i don't know everything i i, I really couldn't there's no one who does so just accepting that and having a growth mindset that even at the age that i am of 53 that i'm still growing is 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 i think has been very very important to me to just be who I am. You have spoken about the fact that at this point, not misrepresenting yourself is so important. And it really ties in with what we call the flaming 50s, where you really come into your own and you're truthful about yourself and about the situations around you. So thank you for sharing that. And so the last thing I have to ask you is around uh, the 5 a.m. club. So Robin Sharma says that the first thing we should do is protect our first hour of the day. What do you, Wamboy, do in your daily morning routine that helps you become your next best self consistently? I'm very, very um, spiritual in the sense of centering myself to the Almighty. Every morning when I wake up, I sit on the side of my bed 
I put my feet on the ground and I tell God, thank you. I have woken up. That's the first thing I do. And then after I take my glass of water, I'll do my shower. I will sit down, look at my emails, answer uh, all the emails and make a few phone calls. And then I check up on my children. Um, then from there, when I leave, I will either attend meetings or come to the office. That is what I do. Um, I'll find some time maybe in the course of the evening to have some my me time. Uh, I do some reading. I can watch a movie. I, I love movies. Um, I love listening to uh, motivational talks and I listen to your podcast a lot, uh, by the way. Dr. Patricia, they are so, so, so empowering. And of course, um, in, the, in the evening, then I will check up on my mentees. I'll find out how they are, what they've done during the day. How can I help? Yeah, and then we, we, we continue like that. Bamboi, what an incredible conversation and what an uplifting life you're living. Bamboi, over this couple of minutes that we've spent having this conversation, you've demonstrated to us and you've taught us a lot of things, not only in the women in business space, but also in the space around how to manage your family. You've talked about parenting. You've talked about health. You've talked about reinventing yourself, diversifying. And I must say that truly one of the things you've taught us in today's podcast is how aligned you are to ending poverty, which is one of the SDGs that is very close to your heart. I note what you talked about when it comes to diversification. And I noted that you have always consistently turned problems into products. So you had a challenge with water, challenge with um, electricity, reliable power. What did you do? You found ways to turn that around. And even from the word go, when you started Extra Dimensions, it's a power of your attention to detail. And I dare say the power of excellence that has helped you grow to this point. Wamboi Njora, I want to thank you very, very much for bringing your full self to this podcast, to sharing with us and sharing with a global audience that follows this podcast. And thank you for following it too and listening and taking the lessons. But really what you've done is that you've stripped off the masks and you've showed us all how critical it is to be authentic and to be true to ourselves, which is a critical value of yours. I hope that this podcast this conversation we've had has also filled your cup like you continue to fill others' cups. As you were talking about your close of your day and you're saying how you call your mentors, I was taking notes and saying, okay, I need to also be calling my mentors more regularly. There's so many lessons. I mean, this is really a chapter of a book. And so I want to thank you for being honest, truthful, authentic, vulnerable, and may your business serve multi-generations, starting with your children, your four daughters, your grandchildren, those who are there and those who are yet to come, and all of us who in one way or the other are your mentees and continue to learn from you. Thank you, Patricia. I think for me, as, as we close, what I can say is um, I really, really appreciate this uh, opportunity to share my story. And I hope that it can help someone, even in the uh, slightest bit, because I myself have benefited from advice from other women like Rebecca uh, Wanjiko, who actually mentored me for the fiber business. Uh, without her, I would not have gone anywhere with that uh, fantastic uh, idea of diversifying. So I myself have really benefited from other fantastic women. 
I have mentors who are also men. I have women mentors. I mean, people who are so well experienced in their areas. And I think um, as we conclude, what I would like to tell everyone is, please, please get yourself a mentor to help you grow and to, you know, advance your knowledge in areas that could be of interest to you. And I pray for everyone, everyone who has a business today in these difficult times to find the courage and to find the support that they need to get us through um, this period because for sure COVID will end. And then what? Let your door still be open for other fantastic things that are yet to come. Thank you. Boy, thank you so very much. Today you've taught us how to turn a crisis into an opportunity for new frontiers. Can you imagine releasing two warehouses, doing things that you probably would never have done during life as it were? I want to end by wishing you the very, very best. And I know your tagline is innovate, engage, and grow. You have shown us that that tagline is not just a tagline, but is actually your way of being. I hope that by innovating, engaging with others, growing and encouraging us to all have a tribe of mentors, you will continue to become your next best self now during the crisis and beyond the crisis. Thank you very, very much. God bless you. Thank you.